1: Hey parents, Tim Wright here, along with Dr. Michael Gurian, the Wonder of Parenting podcast, The Brain Science Approach to Parenting. And uh, we have a, a really important topic today. Uh, it's been, over the last couple months, we have been rocked again and again by shootings. And uh, these are the ones we see, right? These are the tip of the iceberg. It's not, And then there are all the shootings that we don't see or hear about. And one of the common through lines for The overwhelming majority of them is young boys, men, males, and uh, so we're not talking here today about uh, anything to do with guns necessarily. We want to speak to one of the issues that it raises, and that has to do with uh, the mental health of our sons. And, um, of course, can't think of anybody better to talk about that with than Michael. And, uh, Michael, before we uh, dive into this really important topic, let's uh, just give a shout-out again to our sponsors. I want to thank Greg Jantz. Uh, as we do every single week, he has been faithful a faithful partner with us for almost four years, and we sure appreciate him. The wonder, uh, If you go to thewonderofparenting.com, you'll find a link to the Center of Place of Hope and more information about the great work that they're doing there. And we're talking about mental health. And it could very well be that this is going to be a re- good resource for some of your families. And then we've got Man Cave with Marion.
0: Yeah, so Man Cave is uh, is out of Phoenix, Arizona, but it's also virtual. So it's a nurturing fathers program. It's a fatherhood program supporting fathers and families, supporting families, um, and uh, it's the the brainchild of Marion Hill, who's program coordinator. Um, in uh, in Phoenix for Head Start and also with Greater Phoenix Urban League. Uh, and so he developed Man Cave. All men need to be caring, actively engaged, vested, and encouraged. And that sort mm. of fills out the Man Cave part. Um, it's it, it, if, if folks go to wonderofparenting.com, you're going to see how to, uh, you know, you'll see Man Cave there and you'll see how to access the program. You can email them. You can also text to them. They have a special way of doing it. Uh, And then they'll get back to you and they'll, you know, show you what programs are are available. And some of them, if you're not in Phoenix, of course, you can get them virtually and online. Like they have fathering in 15, which is 15 topics, 15 minutes. You know, it's really set up well to support fathers and families. So go to wonderofparenting.com and just look at the Man Cave area and you'll be able to contact them.
1: So we have we have tackled this uh, subject before. Uh, because this is not the first time that we've had school shootings, mass shootings in the United States of America. And they're always really difficult topics. And there's so much emotive energy uh, around the issue of guns and what what the answers are. Of course, our politicians are wrestling with this. It gets political. Uh, and if you throw out things like mental health, people get concerned, understandably so, because it seems to suggest that if you've got a mental health issue, that makes you a murderer, and nobody wants to suggest that at all. Mm. But there is an important piece to this, and that has to do with the fact that almost all of these shootings are done at the hands of, I'm going to say young boys. The last one you know, was 18 years old. That's a young boy. Um, or men. And, Michael, you've been doing a lot of thinking about this over the years, and you just put out a, a, a post on this uh, a few weeks ago uh, and addressing specifically male mental health. So let's just do kind of an overview as we often do, give us sort of that 30,000 foot view, and then we'll, we'll dig in a little bit. What are you seeing? What's going on? Okay.
0: Uh, so there are, yeah, there are layers there, you know, in a way there are two layers. There's the cause and the, then the causes of the cause that are underneath Mm. it. So when people, when we see the killing, and and, uh, and we want to remember that the mass shootings that are reported in the newspaper, you know, that that become, or we see on TV that, you know, become famous, that those actually, as you're hinting, they only represent a very small portion of yep. the, the deaths that are coming from these young males who are so depressed um, and then who have access to weapons, uh, to guns. So the top layer is we have... Uh, well, to finish that thought, m- most of the deaths, right, like between 30 and 40,000 are are suicide, um, right, which is a violence mm-hmm. uh, using the gun. And then we have around 30 plus thousand inner city deaths, which are just, you know, uh, males killing each other most of the time mm-hmm. uh, in inner cities we have we do have to come to grips with the fact that yeah we're we have more of these than other countries yes. because we have more guns so if we didn't have this many guns and if these these young guys couldn't get a hold of these guns we would have less deaths mm-hmm. um uh, just in terms of in numbers so uh, that doesn't mean that anyone is anti-gun uh because i'm certainly not um but uh, I mean, I own a gun. My family members own guns, not anti-gun. But we, we do have to deal with that reality because people ask this. Well, we, we, you know, people have troubles in Germany. Why aren't there so many deaths, you know, yeah. or in France or in Italy and um, and our issue? So the gun part is part of it. Why is the gun part part of it? Because of the mental illness. Because mentally ill males, or if people don't want to say mentally ill, then we, we do need to say depressed males are getting a hold of, a weapon that can destroy. And when males are depressed, so the cause is depression slash mental illness that gets a hold of a weapon that can kill. That's the cause of these deaths. Um, uh, and But there are causes underneath the cause. So we'll, we'll go, get to that in a minute. Why are they depressed? Why are so many American males depressed? Why are so many American males um, on the mental illness spectrum um, I depression is a mental illness. Depressive disorder is a mental illness, so I'm including it under mental illness. If people don't want to, for the reasons you, you described, uh, we still have to call it depression. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys are still depressed. So when they're depressed, they uh, are more likely to fight or flight and so males are more likely to are likely to withdraw, which is flight. They just withdraw and socially isolate. And a number of them, not all, but a number of them will do the fight part. They'll start planning out who they can harm. Um, uh, uh, and it will often it will start with a family member, but then they'll also look at a school or the other gang or, or, or whatever it is uh, and, and, or themselves. And I say, and or because sometimes they are going to kill other people so that then the police will kill them. Right. Um, right? There's death, uh, suicide by cop, et cetera. So all of this is mixed together. They're, when they're depressed, they're going to be fight or flight, fight and flight. And they'll start planning out, planning it out for a few weeks or however long it takes. And they have access, remember, to these weapons that can do mass destruction and they carry it out. They kill others and then often kill themselves or are killed. Um, that is the, that's the top layer. That is what mm-hmm. is going on. People ask, what is going on? What is going on is there, they're depressed, and mm-hmm. then this cycle starts in the brain, um, and, and they harm others. So I'll end with that for now, and then we can mm-hmm. talk about the causes of the depression among American males.
1: So, so what, you're, what you're suggesting is that most, if not every shooting, one of the causes would be a depressed male.
0: Depression slash mental illness. Right. could be, He could have psychosis. He could have, you know, there, there, he could have a number of things. He could be bipolar, a number of things, um, and depression. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, so, to some extent, his, his brain chemistry is going to fit on what we call the male depression spectrum.
1: So we had a shooting a few years ago where a, a white young man walked into a, uh, an African-American church, sat with them for Bible study, and then shot them all. And the language used then wasn't so much, I don't think anybody said depression. It was a racially motivated shooting. Would you say then that for that young man, and you don't know him, right? So you, you can't make a diagnosis. You don't know him. But did his depression then attach itself to an enemy, Well, I. Yeah, I. Black people? Right, right. And he could, ha- he could have been
0: uh, raised to be racist, uh, or he could have acquired that, you know, acquired Mm -hmm. racism through some channels or bubbles or social media, or some, uh, black person did something, you know, that hurt him. And then he attaches, uh, you know, race to that. And, um, uh, the cause, uh, this is what I always try to get people to think about you, your brain has to get you to go mass kill people, right? It has to Mm -hmm. start in your, it has to be in your brain. So we have to figure out what in, in the brain and, um, uh, racism itself is not enough in the brain to do it In, in the contemporary landscape. I don't think him, um, having a racial motivation is enough, um, because, you know, because there are millions of racist people, right and they don't go into churches and slaughter people so mm-hmm. that's why i always say look race is a factor it's very important to talk about racism is a factor but we got to figure out what got his brain to override because what's mm. happening is the frontal right there's he's got all these urges that are in the midbrain um that to hurt others which come concomitant for many males with depression and uh, or to hurt himself and then those signals you know need to move they they will tend to try to move up. they'll try to move up to the orbital frontal, the frontal, we've talked about this quite a bit, the prefrontal the top of the brain they'll try to move up, and the top of the brain will make executive decisions about them, right? That's where executive decision making is, and it will then loop back and say, "No, you know, you don't do that um so so a a brain that is just racist that is just you know, I was raised to be a racist or um, I'm a racist. The reason that most racist people don't kill others is that you know the top of the brain says uh, no, you, you're not going to kill these people. You don't like them. You're going to argue with them on social media. You're going to get mad, whatever it is. But you're not going to kill them. So the the I keep coming back to the brain. We got to figure out why the brains of these guys wouldn't let the override happen and um, would go ahead and just cut off you know, frontal and prefrontal and just move forward with action based on some gray matter area that gets set up, you know, for the emotions to loop to and loop back from the emotions of anger, rage, you know, et cetera. Um, What's behind the anger and rage, you know, I would argue is depression, it's sadness, it's um, lack of purpose, it's lifelessness, Mm -hmm. it's meaninglessness, you know, um, that did the override. So that's why, I, that's why I've always said guns are a factor, mm-hmm. uh, as I've described. They, they absolutely are in the U.S., yes. Racism is a factor, yes. Um, but we got to get to the mental illness part of this and yep. the depression part of it because that's what changes the brain chemistry enough for the override to disappear.
1: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meat? So why is it that the male brain, I, is mm-hmm. the male brain more more susceptible to depression than the female brain? No. Or does the male brain tend to act out differently when it's depressed?
0: Yeah, it, it's, we do have, this is where it's so important for us to study sexual dimorphism, right? Which is what, what we're all about. Male, female, brain difference, boys and girls learn differently. Uh, all of this. Our society must not say, guess what? There's no male, female anymore. You know, because if we don't study male and female, then we don't fully study male disease and female disease. Mm. And um, and that's bad for women and men, by the way. It's you know, we need to study female disease from the female brain standpoint, the female body standpoint to fully understand it and treat it. Um, And so depression is different for males and females. Obviously, we're all human. Depression is depression. But uh, females tend more toward overt depression where they're feeling sad and they can tell you that they're feeling sad. Um, they can cry. They, we see it on their faces. That's overt depression. Males tend more to covert depression. We don't have as much access to word to feeling ratios. There aren't as many parts of our brains connected emotive to verbal centers as we've discussed uh, previously. Um, uh, so, for, so for a number of reasons, we are not evidencing it in the same way as females are. Um, it's more covert. And for us, it's covert behind things. So it's covert behind isolation like that. That's a clear with someone, you know, if someone's listening to this, they have a 15 year old son who goes into his room, just plays video games all the time, doesn't relate, but says he's relating because they're interactive video games. But that's not Mm -hmm. really relationship um, uh, the way we need him to have relationships. Uh, He he could have covert depression because it's hiding behind the isolation. It also hides behind rage and anger. Um, A lot of men who who are really angry we don't realize it but they're actually really depressed it hides yes. behind anger and rage and then it hides behind substance use so um a- a- any substance use any addiction um often is comorbid with or or is it should be a dual diagnosis with depression but we get we get the addiction diagnosis we folks often don't realize okay this is a depressed male too not in all cases, Mm. but in many cases. So um, it's covert. So the difference is covert versus overt depression. Females and males all get depressed, can get depressed. It's not a more than, it's just different in the way they get the depression.
1: So we really want to focus here on uh, parents who are raising boys and uh, to help them understand this uh, male depression. And so we'll talk a little bit in, in a bit about some things to look for in kids and some strategies, but I know that you, you want to talk a bit about, okay, so we got depression, but what are the causes of the depression in males? What's causing this to happen?
0: So the causes of the cause, right. Which are, let's say the things that we, we can all control all of us on this podcast that we have some control over Um, the causes of the cause. There are a number of them. One is uh, fatherlessness. Okay. Fatherlessness is something that we find in many around two thirds of the shooters and fatherlessness that they had a father, obviously, but what it means is they're not being raised with constant mm-hmm. contact and active contact with father. Um, so fatherlessness is something that we can do something about every, every one of us, even if families are divorced, we can make sure to keep contact with father, um, more shared custody various things and and obviously we're bracketing out if the father is is really really dangerous or something we will protect the kid from him but most fathers are not so that's what we mean there another cause of the cause is the lower testosterone which we've mentioned before the environmental neurotoxins uh in pesticides fertilizer in um in pollution these environmental in plastics etc are attacking cells and um one of the things they're doing to males is they they're endocrine disruptors so they affect the hormonal system that's why I keep saying brain chemistry they're lowering male testosterone levels so as you and I have discussed the right now we our testosterone american male testosterone levels are about 30% less than they were 30 35 years ago and that's actually not a good thing right it's it, this is an attack on the biochemistry and the cells cuz lower testosterone can lead to more depression, right? Right. Lower testosterone the males are, they're more depressed. And if people want any proof of that, they can think about middle-aged males, right? For whom hormones are not as big a deal, actually, as for a 15-year-old or an 18-year-old when hormones are raging. Um, But you think everyone knows about middle-aged males, they get their testosterone, I should say our, because you and I are late middle-aged, our testosterone starts to go down. And what happens? Various things happen. You know, we're not having sex as much, et cetera, et cetera. But also we can get more irritable. And mm. uh, we can we can um, have what are called midlife crises. Well, so the effects of lowered testosterone are significant. Now put that in in a 15, 16, 17, 18, 22, 23-year-old male whose ha- whose testosterone is too low. So if I at 50 can get somewhat depressed and have to reorient my life because my testosterone is lowered, which is a large, a lot of why I would get that depression at 45, 48, 50. We got to think about these young guys who have such low testosterone. Mm -hmm. So that- Can I I jump
1: in there? Because this is really important, I think. Uh, First of all, um, and we, we have talked about this before, but for those who are listening maybe to this topic for the first time, there is sort of that sense out there. If guys had less testosterone, it would make them gentler and kinder but you're saying it's just the opposite.
0: Well, yeah, I I mean, certainly, yes, one could say, well, let's say you go five points down in testosterone, maybe you're not going to be as aggressive. We can say that. Yeah, that's true. But um, uh, because we see it, like we can measure testosterone levels after kids play video games, and they get they, their testosterone goes up and they get a little more aggressive, not violent, by the way, but more aggressive. They, right. they push, you know, and do more rough and tumble and all that because the testosterone has gone up from playing the game. So if the testosterone comes back down, they might not be pushing, right? And so from that came the myth that you're describing, which is that, oh, okay, if we could just get that testosterone way down, that's going to be healthier for our society and for males. That's where the science is, is uh, where people are not using science. It's like a pop culture thing. Um, Yeah, when testosterone goes too low, the cells are messed up, right? Because our cells are set up for a certain amount of testosterone. And uh, then that starts messing with our brains and that messes with the brain chemistry. So that's why a number of these shooters have low testosterone. They don't have high. And I, I know what you mean. The mythology was if they're really, look at football players, they have higher testosterone and look how aggressive they are but they're not violent. Right. Right. I mean, they're, they're aggressive. Boxers are aggressive, uh, depending on how you define violence. They're not killing people. Um, uh, it's, it, it's very often the lower testosterone guys that are, um, getting really angry and isolating and killing.
1: And, and you said that this is dropping. It's still dropping.
0: Yeah. It's been, um, dropping for like the last 30 years and, um, estimates are about 1% a year. So that's why we're about 30% less. And this was, I didn't discover this. I obviously my book's yep. using research from um Boston Medical, Trevanian, um, where they're measuring testosterone levels in males every year and seeing this drop.
1: So as you were speaking, I I was thinking about when my son Mike had uh he was going through depression and he was in his early teens, uh into mid-teens, and we did the uh, you know the, the things that you do talk therapy but but also a medication uh that treats depression and now i'm i'm wondering should should parents whose kids are maybe teenagers whatever age it is who are struggling with depression should they be having their testosterone levels checked
0: yes i have been arguing this for years i first put this into i think it was nurture the nature which is 15 years ago where i was trying to get people to get Actually, I had in Wonder Girls. It's true. So 20 years ago, trying to get people to when, when kids are depressed or when they are presenting with and they're between the ages of like, you know, 9, 10, 11 and say a young adult or emerging adult um, uh, to get the pediatricians, to get everyone to do hormone tests. And it, it, I think it is more acceptable And sometimes it's more acceptable with females because we all know that females have a lot of hormonology, right? Because of menstruation and a cycle then, but it was also hard to get that with females because people would say, well, you're just saying females are their hormones and we're Uh not, women are not just their hormones. So I had to get involved in that kind of controversy with males. It's it's difficult to get people to pay attention to it because so few people really think of males and hormonology. right? Right. They might, the pediatrician might think of the girl, but not the guy. So I am definitely, I've been on a soapbox trying to get every parent and every pediatrician, everyone to look at testosterone levels. And if they, you know, they may find that this child is depressed, but the testosterone level is normal. Sure, Um, and, and that's fine. Okay, sure. But they're going to find for some of these depressed kids that the testosterone, um, is, is too low. And then the child's 15, the child's 18, you know, then they can give the child testosterone and they do it in a good medically sound way. And, um, and, and that can help. We can get that testosterone, um, back up, just like the adults listening to this are familiar with testosterone patches and things that are given to adult males who are depressed and going through midlife. Okay. So we know it's important. We just have to now transfer it to young people. Um, and and use that technology more. Even if it doesn't work in every case, use it more. Hey,
1: Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto.
0: Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build.
1: American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments and it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft made to last shop now at com. Yeah, that's very good. I, you know, I, I listen to sports radio a lot. And so there's a lot of commercials about, do you have low T how's your sex mm-hmm. life? It's never, are you depressed? It's your sex life. But, uh, you know, so we talk about it for adults. It just, it it didn't really dawn on me that, yeah, maybe that could be, that could be an issue for, uh, our boys if they're depressed and something to look at. So, all right. So you've talked about added tool. It's an added tool.
0: remember the, the medication that your son Mike got, it is very possible that that medication was helping with his testosterone. Ah, because a lot of okay. a lot of not all, but some of the antidepressants yeah. are also helping with hormones.
1: OK, so you talk about fatherlessness, uh, lower testosterone, a couple other causes of the cause.
0: Yeah. Um. So losing guys from education, you know, the, the preschool to prison pipeline, guys yeah. that are just they're already the FBI knows by the time they're six or seven, you know, right? You know, they have profiles of who's going to end up in prison. And, um, one of, one of the parts of that profile is suspension and expulsion, um, from preschool and then the early elementary years. So, so we've got to look at education and the role that education plays because education schools ought to be, can be a safe place for kids who have been traumatized. And I'm going to talk about trauma in a moment. They can be a safe place and we want to make them safe and healthy for males. And that means The things we've talked about, about making sure every preschool teacher, every elementary, everyone understands the male and the female brain operate differently and doesn't just keep punishing boys. Right. For doing for learning in the way that they learn, which is somewhat different than girls. So the I I see the educational system as a really important part of this. And and um, so then part of why is because they might the kids may be uh, traumatized at home so uh, or traumatized out in the society mm-hmm. and so a yeah. lot of the guys who are killing and hurting others have had adverse childhood experiences they've they trauma is added to their menu of what's happened to them and and remember that not every person who is raised without a father will kill not every person right. who has low testosterone will kill not every person who has been traumatized will kill um but these things are all causes of the cause of the depression. So I, you know, you and I both talked about it. I was significantly traumatized during childhood. I was in therapy for a very long time, kind of on and off straight for ten years, really working through that trauma to try to become an adult. um and and I was depressed a lot of the time I was in therapy. I was depressed a lot of my childhood. I was mm-hmm. depressed a lot of the my early adulthood. And um, depression is just part of my genome is part of what I have battled all the way really until probably 10 years ago. I, I'm, I just, you know, I'm just not battling it the way I was. Um, and, and some of that depression is from the trauma right? Some of it's from my genome, some of it's from other things, but some of it's from the trauma, was from the trauma. And so trauma, adverse childhood experiences, sexual abuse, child abuse, uh, watching your mother beat your father, watching your father beat your mother, watching your father kill your mother, watching, uh, right? All of these are trauma, they're adverse childhood experiences. And so they lock into the brain and they rewire hormonology and the brain. And um, they can be, you know, an add-on cause of that depression Um, uh, and they may not manifest as depression when the child is nine but now the child's hormones start eight nine ten eleven the child's hormones start are flooding through the system and so we get this adolescent onset Um, and and when people hear adolescent onset a lot of that is because the hormones are now working in the brain and so what was stored from when the child was five you know, now can start working through the brain, um, in a, at a heightened way because of hormonology. So now you have this depressed 15 year old and part of the depression could be back from the trauma. And so let's say you have a fatherless boy who's been traumatized, has significant childhood trauma. The schools have, you know, forgotten him. I mean, they, he's not working, the schools are not working for him. So that safe place is not working for him. Um, Uh, testosterone levels maybe are too low yeah you see where I'm going with this so you get a number of these factors together and now you're starting to get that depressed boy these are causes of the cause he has depression
1: and and then he goes and he kills right so for parents who are listening who have boys and you you know you're not saying that every depressed male goes out and shoots people that's not what we're saying at all uh, what we do want to say is that boys get depressed, and we often don't see it or address it, or know or know what to do with it. So, uh, talk to parents a little bit. What are some things that they should that they would see that would be signs that their their son is depressed? Okay.
0: Um. It, it, t- too, too much video games or too much media, too much device, you know, uh, uh, I would, uh, you know, I would say, I wonder if he's depressed. Now, he's probably, he. I'm going to say probability is he's not, right? Mm-hmm. Because we think one in one in five or one in four is depressed right now. Um, c- Post COVID could be more, um, but, but it's still not the majority. So, so a lot of kids are playing video games and are looking at devices and they're not depressed, but I use that right now as a tech tool for people to try to say, I'm going to see if I can measure depression now because he's looking into that screen seven hours a day. So that would be one thing to look at. A second thing would be, is he like 12, 11, 12, 13, 14? And he's starting to lie a lot. He's -hmm. starting to lie a lot. This is something that can, um, that can often be comorbid with depression. It's also often comorbid with substance use right? With some kind of addiction that's starting. Um, But parents need a clue, right? Well, that's a clue. Is your child lying a lot? Okay, he may not be depressed, but at least now be asking the question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then is he losing friendships? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, going through friendships and don't count interactive video games as friendships? um, For this exercise? uh, For this strategy? Is he is he down to one friend? You know, but he he used to have Five or 10. And in his family, is he losing relationships? Is he not reaching out anymore to grandma, grandpa, even mom, dad, not really doing much interaction with mom, dad, sister, siblings? Uh, is that dissipating? Okay, then that's the isolation. So he's, he is another clue. He could well be depressed. Um, and don't be fooled if he says he's not depressed or if he's capable of laughing at the dinner table, you know? Right. He could still be depressed. It's a neurochemical thing. Um, So those are three things that stand out to me right away. And then the fourth would be if he was traumatized previously, um, he was sexually abused or he was traumatized previously, even if not in the family. Um, uh, He was bullied for a year when he was nine and now he's 12. Bullying is is trauma. Um, And he's maybe even being a little bit bullied now. Uh, That, you know, we would want to say, okay, is he depressed? Because Bullying is is a violence and can affect brain chemistry. So um, I would look back at the trauma if he had it. Say, okay, he's thirteen now. I wonder if there's some depression here, and then if he's being bullied now, then I would add that as a clue. Okay, if you, a, bu- a boy who's constantly bullied is of nature going to become depressed? Mm. So then we're going to say, okay, to what level is he depressed?
1: Uh, would you add in then uh, as well, what's the relationship with the school? And if the child is checked out from school or not doing well in school, something's going on?
0: Yeah, he be he probably is isolating. Now, some of it is what we've talked about where we really need the schools to be more boy-friendly, but That's right. let's assume they are, um, yep. uh, yeah, then he could be socially isolating. Like his grades used to be Bs and As, let's say, when he was 12, but now he's 13 and his grades are Cs and Ds. I'll put yep. that on the list of potential clues, yes
1: and if they see enough to suggest their son is struggling with depression a couple strategies
0: okay so right away get help and the reason i say right away get help is because the male brain and female brain are set up differently so if if uh, because of this this lack of frontal lobe connectivity the male could have the impulse to kill himself and act on the impulse within seconds um, because mm-hmm. he doesn't get the override, so uh, that depressed male, um, you know, we constantly have stories of depressed males. It's usually not at thirteen; it's more like fifteen to twenty, where they, um, where, where the, the parent, parent, parents have good relationship. You know, he he has some friends, all of this, but but uh, he's doing drug use. Let's say he's using yep. marijuana, and he, parents don't realize he had gotten depressed, and then one day he wakes up he gets the gun and he shoots himself. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what? Well, part of that is because our brains are not set up the same way. So the girl would go call someone or attempt suicide, cut herself and then call someone. Right. She doesn't usually succeed, but the guys succeed. So um, because of this lack of connectivity. So we, we want to act on it fast. We want to get a counselor, um, we also want to get a psychiatrist involved yep. who understands meds. We would like to get a genome test to see which meds will work with our son. Uh, uh, another strategy, obviously, would get the te- uh, hormone tested, get hormone, mm-hmm. uh, hormone test. And a hormone test isn't just once. You're going to redo it a week later. You're going to redo it a week later, right? So one reading is not enough for a, an adolescent. Um, uh, so get the hormone test and then alter the family system. To handle the depression. So that's going to mean less devices, not taking away all the devices, because that can backfire. But it's going to mean less devices and more relationality, less devices and more relationality. One of the cures for depression, the reason that counseling can work for healing and treatment is because of relationship. And especially if someone's been traumatized, we want to be we want to be forming relationships. And if he's if he's mad at mom or dad right now, then let's form a relationship with a coach, with a pastor, with someone
1: else. Because we want to form relationships. Yeah, that's so good. When when Mike was going through his depression, uh, I grabbed any resource I could find on how to parent, how to be the parent for a depressed child. Mm-hmm. And um, we just don't know. None of us are. We're not trained for this. So there are resources out there. And if your child is depressed, not only do you want to attend to your child, but there are family systems. There's your own behavior and how you're going to handle this. That you're going to need help with as well. And we would encourage you to, to seek that out. Um, Michael, thank you. This is st- such an important, it's heavy stuff, but it's such an important mm-hmm. topic and thank you for your insights and thank you everybody for oh, listening. You thank you, Tim. Um, Thanks everyone. WonderParenting.com and, uh, go to Facebook, WonderParenting. uh, just do a little search and then join us and we'll let you in. And there's some good conversation there as well. All right. Thank you again, Michael. We'll look forward to being with all of you again next week. Thanks yeah. everyone.